to another episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas. Y pues seguimos en la vida en México uh, en el 2021 ya. Woo, we made it. Uh, y pues trayéndoles invitados increíbles. Uh, al momento estamos escuchando una canción de Manitas Nerviosas. Uh, this is called Turfs Are Nazis. No sé, I don't, I'm, we're going to be real bilingual today. Uh, so we're going to finish this song right up and we'll be right back with more, uh, with, with our very special guest. This is going to be real bilingual because I'm, I've been doing nonstop interviews the last couple of weeks in Spanish, and so doing an English episode is so unusual for me these days. Um, but I'm really excited to welcome back to the show. This is your third time on the show, Miss Thing. Uh, we got Babelito from uh, Latinos Who Lunch. What's going on? How you doing? Welcome que show, back. Que show, que show. Thank you. <laughs> I am so excited. I... Um, I don't know, like we haven't talked in a long time, but I'm always yeah. like shutting you out in the podcast. I'm always saying what an incredible archive of Latinx music you are creating. And I have nothing but respect for everything you do. So like that you best believe that every time I'm in the podcast, I'm so excited. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> No, definitely thank you for being here. I mean, you've definitely, uh, you've also, uh, Latinos Who Lunch have also uh, given Song Mess a wonderful platform. You've shared a couple of our episodes before. You've, you know, we, I, you've uh, invited me to guest on, on y'all's episodes as well. Um, I, I mean, no tea. I mean, our most played episode is the, the Latinos Who Mess episode. So... Um, you know, the, the influence, your mind. Um, so, but for the, for the, let's say the listeners out there who may not know who you are, who are listening to this right now, um, who are you, Babelito? And then, you know, and what is it that you do? So I am a half 
I'm a co-host of Latinos Who Lunch, as we have mentioned. I am also a visiting uh, um, scholar in Spanish colonial art at the University of Illinois, Chicago. I look at critical race, gender, class theory in Latin America. And yes, God. Yes, yeah, so I basically what I preach in the podcast, I teach in the classroom, and what I teach in the classroom, I preach in the podcast. That's what yes. I do, and yes, that's me. That's what we love to hear. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely about, you know, having real conversations. I mean, 2021 is already... I mean, at this at the time of recording, we're halfway through January, and it's 2021 is all about having conversations, this thing. Um, you know, I'm, he I'm here with the Palomitas, <laughs> watching the Empire crumble. I am so happy. So it is what it is, baby. I'm in full Mariah Carey mode. I don't know her. I don't live there. I, have, I don't see her. Who's that? United who? Trump what? You know, not, uh, you know, Código Naranja, Movimiento Naranja. I don't know her. Um, so I'm, you know, like, I remember when that bullshit at the Capitol was happening. I was in Campeche and I was walking down this beautiful boardwalk getting completely sun exhausted because the sun out there is not a joke. And like, I was just like, what's happening on Twitter? No, uh, I'm going to go to these señoras right here selling some octopus on the street. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm listening to some crazy horror mystery podcast. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to... I'll get the highlights later. I was just like, I don't have time for all that mess, girl. Like, That's why I'm not in social media. I turned all that shit off. And yeah. ever since, I've been so creative. <laughs> I'm writing a book. Forget yes. it. Forget yeah, I mean, I hope everybody's well and safe and, and definitely take care. And, and again, like, you know, obviously, like, it is a privilege to, to, to not li to, to be able to say that I can turn that shit off. Um, you know, así que se me cuidan. Um, but we are here to talk about a lot of music. Um, I, I'm, I'm debating what to call this episode. I kind of wanted to call it El Recalentado because uh, <laughs> we're, we're doing uh, an episode about some of our favorite releases from 2020 that maybe didn't get as much love as they should have. Um, but we might also call it Break It All because we're going to talk about Rompan Todo. Um, and, and hoy lo vamos a romper todo. I don't give a shit. And uh, we're going to get to it little by little. Um, and uh, we, have, we have 10 songs. This is a new music episode and we're kind of on a schedule here so we're just gonna barrel through um i don't know if you had a chance to listen to to my selections yes, uh the stuff that i sent you mm -hmm. okay so we opened the show with a song by manitas nerviosas uh miss thing she released this ep she released a new ep called el sol y sus flagelos on like december 22nd or 23rd i was like girl you was crazy like um so for the for the musicians listening at home don't drop new music like right before a holiday like unless it's like a party holiday like you know this is christmas right, like it's new year's miss thing i we're we're not thinking about that we're thinking about what we're going to wear in la sala we're thinking about like you know the tamales like we're not thinking about yeah, exactly. some new psych we're going to eat <laughs> <laughs> so you know, manita um, nerviosas so, has been in my radar for a little bit but yeah. i yet to really delve into into their music so i'm very excited yeah. that you chose one of this and also is it a good opportunity because i want to share this with our audience and that's what it was exciting about doing this episode that I feel like we talk about the same bands over and over again because like yo soy, mm. yo soy viejito and I listen to one album to like I'm sick of it and I keep talking sure. about it in the podcast so this is a good opportunity to expose listeners to all kinds of new stuff so awesome 
Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I, I'm definitely, like, quite aware that, obviously, Latinos for Lunch have a, a broader platform. So, like, for example, you asked me for, like, some of my, you know, selections for end-of-year content. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I, like, the stuff that I sent you, because I already had a list, the stuff that I sent you, I was like, these are going to be really small artists that I don't think there's going to be overlap with other folks that, you know, who might be bringing stuff in. And, and people that I believe that they really deserve as broad a platform as possible. So, you know, uh, I invite our listeners to go and check that fantastic episode out um, but yeah I want to talk about Manitas Nerviosas so uh, did you ever get to he- did you ever hear of a band called Bam Bam uh, they, oh they my were from god Monterrey. from Monterrey obsessed yeah. yes okay, that, so those man- albums so- oof so Manitas Nerviosas used to sing in Bam Bam. Uh, it was it, it was her and Selma Oxor, and obviously more musicians. Um, I think Selma Oxor left like halfway through, and then but Manitas Manitas was back then known as Mo, and she was the singer and the songwriter and and the producer overall. Um, and so you know she took a break from music. Uh, she's transitioned, um, and now she's Manitas Nerviosas. Um, and so this is. This is really cool because she's put like she's done a lot of very electronic stuff and what have you, and now she's starting to get back to her psych roots uh, again. And so turfs are Nazis. Um, this is what the the name of the song that we just opened, um, and it's kind of like the the craziest psych stuff that she's done. I feel like since she was in Bam Bam, um, and I think that the the title track kind of get you know is pretty clear. I mean she's a trans she's a trans woman. You know, and like she's always fighting with turfs because turfs are trans exclusionary radical feminists. And you know, honestly, like a movement of liberation is not a movement of liberation if it depends on you know the oppression of others. Um, Hallelujah, so, amen. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think Manitas uh, made that pretty clear. Um, so what I want to do now, um, uh, I don't know if you have anything to add about that song or if we can move on no, with, I'm just, the, uh, with the playlist. I'm so happy for her to to go come um, for them to come back to their roots because Bam Bam was one of those bands that I was always so puzzled that they were mm-hmm. not mainstream. Mm-hmm. The I will listen to their albums over and over again. So it's beautiful for me to see that this is happening again you know so this is beautiful stuff yeah i mean there is a lot of really excellent psych in mexico right now but i feel like bam bam was like the last great like kind of like famous psych band uh in mexico because like they like headlined normal two years in a row they won awards they played at vive latino like they did really really good and again other bands have done that but i feel like none have reached the height like they, there was one year where they like topped club phonograma's you know best of list like they were the number one album of the year you know like bam bam was really that girl you know um but um i uh, i want to move on and actually this is kind of cool also because it's not quite psych but it's very strange um and so you wanted to feature meth math which i'm really excited that you like meth math because I, I had a chance to interview them for a story i wrote for Bandcamp. They're just fucking weird. So uh, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about Meth Math and about the song that we're going to listen to, which is called Perreando Llorando. You know, a while ago, one of the first episodes that I listened to a song Meth was <laughs> you and Bev talking about almost like alternative, um, alternative, um, like Caribbean reggaeton? music, right? Oh, yes, yeah, sure. alternative reggaeton. And that stuck to me that, 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 that there's no limit to Dembo, right? You Whatever you want with it. And sure. ever since then, I haven't, because I'm not 
I'm not as versed on all of, of, of that scene, but I haven't listened to oh, something you so refreshing. <laughs> I haven't listened to something so stupid, <laughs> so refreshing. And you know, like, regardless if it's my scene or not, I recognize when there's like a new movement happening. And as soon as I heard like the first 20 seconds of that song, I'm like, this is it. This is the fucking future. You gotta embrace it. And, um, you know, I listened to Meth Math through a playlist of, um, of El Lado Negro. And I, okay, fell, cool. in love. Wow. I fell in love with it. Yeah. So yeah, well, I'm making the rounds. I played uh, El Vals de la Piedra, which is from their EP Pompi. Both these songs are from that EP. I played it on our Best of 2020 because uh, Meth Math, again, it's it's definitely one of the more surprising uh, things I've heard uh, all 2020. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Again, this is Perreando Llorando uh, by Meth Math, and we'll be right back uh, with more pues, Recalentado, I guess. <laughs> Oh, 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 
All right, and you were talking about like alternative Caribbean sounds, and you know, I think a, a favorite, a longtime mutual favorite, are definitely Balloon. And so we just heard their first uh, sort of like new new song that they've released, like a studio version of. This is called Los Problemas. This is the, their first official release since uh, since uh, ¿Cómo es? Uh, Tropical Prisma Tropical, uh, their fantastic 2017 album. They did release a live version of La Salida, which is one of my favorite songs of them. Uh, of theirs but it's not there's no like official studio version I still have it because you know real fans but I, I love Los Problemas and again this was a fantastic song I really don't think it got the attention it deserved um, I, it's just this dembo but it's again it's fast and it's dream like this is the balloon that I want to hear more of this is this is my jam right here um, I don't know like I, have you been siguiéndole la pista since, the, since Prisma? Yes, I mean anything that Balloon releases, it's it's gonna be golden. And I, you know, like my dream is to have a podcast with Angelica because her and I can spend hours texting um, <gasps> about new music. She's the one who got me back into Juana Molina, and Juana Molina was present for me on 2020 hardcore again. Sure. I don't think I ever gave her like I love her, but from the punk versions of the songs and everything, so like. Angelica and I have been in conversation and she sends me some of the things that she's working on and to be honest I had no idea they released a single so I, yeah. I was texting her I was like girl please explain and it's a beautiful <laughs> song it's a beautiful yeah. song mm-hmm. it's wonderful um, and uh, we're, we're moving right along because again we gotta go because um, I think you got class after this um, pero we up next we're gonna hear a song by Rocio Saiz who is a good friend of mine uh, she has been a guest on this show with um, with Monterosa, which is a band. I mean, she's she's I've I featured her on the show quite a bit because she also plays with Las Chilers, which is this crazy punk band, a feminist punk band, really cool. Uh, she's from Spain, um, and and again, this she's starting to to sort of release th- songs now as a solo artist, and this is a cover of Last Christmas, uh, the classic by wham again i'm telling this is like right like it feels like christmas was three months ago and it really was only right. like two, uh, <laughs> uh it was only like two weeks ago um and but yeah this is a this is a cover of hers and i thought it was really really cute really sweet really charming um because the, the 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 lyrics are in spanish so like it, it gives it like she can still tell her own story um, and for me, Christmas Day, funny enough, because George Michael died on Christmas Day, and uh, George Michael is one of my own personal icons, um, because, like, you know, when he got caught, uh, you know, when he was arrested, you know, for cruising in a public restroom, you know, like, that was basically him getting outed, um, even though, you know, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go and, and a couple of them <laughs> other songs were already telling Come the story, on. Miss Thing. Um, <laughs> But he was outed and he was very like, he was very open about it. He's like, you know, there's this idea that like gays need to be sanitized. And it's like, I, we fuck, I fuck, you know, and you guys need to get over that. And so for me, like that, that made it very like, he was not about respectability. Um, and I definitely appreciate queers who are like, you know, fuck you. Like, yes, we want the right to white picket fences and a doggy, but like, you know, we also get to be whoever the fuck we want. We're fighting for like true equality means that I can do whatever the fuck I want it's not just like a little you know marriage certificate um so I've always really appreciated that uh from a George Michael I don't know if you uh have anything to add to that as a as a married young lady (laughs) no of course like there's the 
there's got to be space for everything. And unfortunately, um, when it comes to gender politics, it's always one-sided. So yes, definitely respect. Plus, I mean, going back to the whole thing with Christmas, I want to hear, you know, this Christmas, the, the whole 80s album with all the Televisa fucking stars yeah. was on repeat. And, I'm, and I started <laughs> thinking, I'm like, why don't we have a lot of this like new Latinx artists releasing more stuff? So this stuff from Rocio Saiz is like so refreshing. Yeah, she's great. Again, such a, good, a very good friend of mine. Love Rocio. Again, this is a one, and and again, she too is queer. She and she's one of the. She's a very overt person about it. She talks about it. Monterosa is a very political. Actually, both Monterosa and Las Chiles are very politically uh, inclined projects. Even though they're like Monterosa is super dancey, like it's very much like it's at the forefront. Um, so I love Rocio. Shout out to her. Shout out to queers everywhere doing cool stuff. Um, and yeah, we're gonna listen to that right now. This is Rocio size the song is last christmas and we'll be right back with more Tormentada 
All right, and we're back. <laughs> and uh, we just heard History of Color, uh, spelled the British way, History of Color. Um, and this is called Cerro Abajo. I've never heard of this band. Uh, tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about them, uh, Babeliakis. Yeah, History um, History of Color is actually a side project of Argentinian producer Barrio Lindo and British okay. producer El Buo. And they, oh. yeah, so they've been releasing stuff. They, it's like they're sharing tracks and they've been releasing stuff here and there. But this is pretty much the first proper album. The second I listened to it, it reminded me a lot of what Nicholas Jar was doing, including um, the side project that he has with Darkseid. But there's okay. like some, there's some Latin American sounds <coughs> to it that you don't hear in, um, in, in Nicholas Jar. So again, as soon as I hear it from the first note to the first song, that's what he, what he brought back. And I love it because it is like club, it's, it's like dancey, but there's mm -hmm. like a nuance to it. And it, I don't know, to me, so South American in so many different respects. So I really, 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 and I didn't hear anything. Nobody was talking about this album. And yeah. I really think it deserved more more attention. There was even a, um, a virtual listening party that I was into it because I, um, they, they deconstruct some of the songs. It's, it's beautiful stuff. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard of El Buo for years. I'm really good friends with Grant, uh, the head of ZZK. So, like, you know, he, like, El Buo and ZZK have been working together for years. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're still working together, but um, I'm very familiar with El Buo's work. So it's really cool to, to again, to, to see these sort of, like, branching offs and, and collabs with all these, because it's this whole sort of electro roots movement is very uh it's huge right now and i mean and europeans and gringos love that shit girl so like it's, right. it's really <laughs> that's one of the things we're talking about the podcast that when it comes to like latinx music for whatever reason we're we're boxed into like very basic categories but when it comes to electronica and its history in latin america girl like it goes back and there's yeah, so many people sure. that have been doing so many amazing things since the 90s you know so like yeah to, that's part of that amazing amazing lineage yeah and I, I mean that's always something i talk about because it's just like you know a lot of people feel like latin america got you know got to the electronic game a little late you know and it's just like well girl like colonization the economics of it all buying power like you know latin american producers don't have you know the access that somebody in in Europe does. I mean, even like like these tratados de libre comercio really opened up the doors for a lot of stuff. Like that, suddenly electronics were like much more accessible. I mean, if you buy whatever electronic you buy in the U.S., it's literally double to buy it in Argentina, uh, in Argentina, Chile, and Brazil. You know, Mexico is the Mexico because of NAFTA has you know like better access like better prices but like and things started changing again over the last couple of years you know so like south america is still crazy expensive to buy any sort of electronic i've i've written about this extensively so yeah definitely like conversations that need to continue and you were talking about how you have these conversations on the podcast so i want to talk a little bit more about latinx says who lunch um tell <laughs> um so uh by the time this comes out Song Mess will be five years old. It'll be our fifth anniversary. And um, I know that Latinos Who Lunch, y'all's fifth anniversary is also coming up. Um, what has gone on with the show in the maybe like two years since you were last a guest on, on, on Song Mess? Uh, what's been going on? Well, the making the podcast was increasingly difficult just because both of our careers 
to a certain degree took off right after mm -hmm. our last episode that's when i got a gig in chicago so i moved across country so this whole like doing the episodes um long distance has been happening and sure. honestly in the last couple of years we've only done maybe four or five live um like in person um episodes and the 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 dynamic continues and we've been able to still open a lot of doors because believe it or not for me academically shh, it's been amazing but it's uh, i need to write a book fabi needs yeah. to get famous <laughs> he's becoming yeah. increasingly famous in the art circles so i hate to stop now because i feel like i wanted to do a lot more with music <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. and with the podcast that I wasn't able to, but not by choice, simply because, I mean, it is by choice because I chose my academic site, right? So it became increasingly, I think it's a good point to stop at five years. I feel like a lot of podcasts started their podcast after they listened to us and we always hear that. So I feel like we've done a lot and I feel like it's yeah. a good time to stop before. I mean, and it's also important to leave new voices, allow new voices to come in because I'm 40 and I'm married and I, you know, like it, 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 it's, I'm not out there like I used to be before and it's time for other people to come and school us on what's happening. So, and, and that could get old really fast. So I think it's perfectly a point and we were very happy. We, um, we had several conversations throughout the year and here we are, but it's going to stay online. It's going to live out there. We, it's still our podcast. So one, if one time I want to bitch about the world, I'm just going to call and be like, hey, let's do an uh, episode. So it's not the complete end, but not as non Latinos who launches, you know it right now. Totally. I mean, and I, and I understand that. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's like with a band, you know, sometimes like, sometimes there's friction sometimes shit is, we're like we're busy with other projects sometimes it's just like it's you know it's just not flowing right now let's you know let's let's leave her on hold for a minute and we'll you know we'll revisit down the line and see what's up and you know because like again like we change everybody grows we all have lives you know like again like you said like you now have this gig out in chicago you're a professor you know fabi's fame is growing i mean he's increasingly in demand you know so like it's not it's you know it doesn't always have to be like we hate each other now bye you know like sometimes shit just changes you know um and so you know definitely hopefully uh the fans uh out there will survive <laughs> uh, but the um but there's a wonderful record that again dear listeners you guys can find on uh was all digital platforms and it will remain there and obviously i'll be linking to everybody's uh info down in the show notes so that you can follow them you can continue to follow them i mean song mess it's not unlike that story i mean you know beverly brian and i started this show five years ago and you know when i when i left the u.s she was like you know what i need a break you know health wise work wise you know like brain wise she was like you know what i can't really do it anymore it's kind of this kind of works out i need some time and 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 that was that and i mean there's no drums or anything it's just like you know that's that life um, yeah before the voices get old because you're our voices can get old too. So I think it's important mm -hmm. to know when to stop to the side and allow somebody new to come in. And I think it's the perfect moment for us in regards to that. Sure. So nothing, I mean, of course it's sad, but we're happy, very, very happy. 
and we get to we get to brag that we had we all had a podcast before everybody had a podcast. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think this is a good transition for some more musica, um, and I want to play a song by Kana, uh, all all caps and with an exclamation point. So it's Kana, um, and this song is called "Without You." Again, this is one of my favorite discoveries, uh, late discoveries of 2020, um, and like they, it came right at the right moment because I was writing a story about uh, the Latinx indie scene in Dallas for Bandcamp which already came out. You guys can find it on the Bandcamp Daily. Go. It's a fantastic story. Eh. Um, but and which with even better music. And so Kana, uh, they had just put out an EP like literally like a month prior to me writing that story. Um, and it's freestyle. It's freestyle music, not freestyle rap. It's like 80s, you know, Boricua, like electronic synth pop. Um, and they're they're both Chicanos. Um, it's it's a, a you know a man and a woman, and they're really really great. Um, and again, it just like. Did you did you listen to the to the Roisin Murphy uh, album this year? The Roisin. I listened to one like song, but not record. the whole entire album. Yeah. Well, what's really cool about it is that it it it's not like inspired by disco. It's a disco record. It sounds like it sounds like that record was made in 79, 1980, you know. And I feel with with this Kana EP, like you can definitely hear the modern tinges here and there, but that shit sound it sounds like it was made in 1989. Like it sounds legitimate like this could be on a playlist with like Cynthia and Judy Torres and like, you know, like it sounds like actual freestyle. And so that made me really excited. Uh, and we're going to listen to one of the singles, which is, which is called Without You. Um, again, even spelled in a very 80s way, without and then just the letter U. I thought it was very Prince, very cute. Uh, <laughs> and again, this is one of my favorite late releases of, of 2020. Again, not sure if you have anything to add there. Oh, they're from Dallas, Texas, like I said. <laughs> okay, then let's go for it. Again, this is Kana. This, the track is called Without You, and we'll be right back with more Babelekis.
gosh, I finally feel free. Thank you for picking me up earlier. Girl, that's what I'm here for. Now get ready, because it's time to go party. Sunk Mess. Un show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground. Su anfitrión, Richard Villegas, es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp. Y con Song Mess, las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal, revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado. Song Mess está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales. Y lo puedes escuchar por Radio Nova Costa Rica todos los lunes y jueves a las 9 de la mañana. Song Mess.
right, and we're back. And the second track that we just heard there is by Morlero. Uh, this is called Fasmaguillas. Uh, this is this is a lot. Uh, tell me about Morlero. <laughs> so, like, I, I talked about this in the um, Radio Lonchea episode that we just released in the podcast. But this is a song. Uh, this is um, a person that is doing electronic music. He moved to Europe and then he started realizing the fantasies that Europeans have with South America. And also okay. finding out that this is nothing new from fucking Christopher Columbus. I mean, not that he did, did want to, uh, but the European from 1492 to the present has been thinking about this shit. So he recuperated some journals of some Germans that went to Venezuela and read those fantasies about the tropics. Por eso se llama el disco Ficciones del Tropico. And, okay. And, um, and he brings like, crickets and like all these selva sounds but not in that stereotypical like yeah soy tropico chinga tu madre like no like <laughs> like it's he's distorting so what is interesting is you look at the cover of the album these are actually paintings from that german who went to venezuela but he distorts the actual image to highlight the fact that this is nothing but a distortion a distorted view of south america and the music plays like that it's just electronic background selva music but it's done mm -hmm. in a more like almost like 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 dreamy dreamy way so this actually came out as I was writing an article about the same subject for publication. Okay. I was writing about Alexander von Humboldt, and I kid you not, I'm writing, and then this song came up, and I started reading about it and listening to it, and it became the soundtrack for my writing. And I never heard anything about it. I don't know anything about, I think his name is Alexandro Alejandro. And I, I really wish that this was one of the albums that, that was, um, that people pay more attention to because it's gorgeous gorgeous from beginning to end and it's the same pace like it's gorgeous beautiful beautiful stuff well i mean that's definitely what we're here to do you know because like I, I mean the reality is that 2020 been crazy and you know like <laughs> and, and with musicians being unable to like you know tour and you know how do you remain active how do you make a little coin how do you stay in people's minds and you got to release music and and so yeah so we on the press on the media side have been extremely overwhelmed with releases and that's why we got to do this kind of episode be like no 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 but just in case you missed it here's all this cool stuff um so the the next musical section will have some elements of rock and roll music um so before listening to it i think this is the the, the right time to discuss uh break all the things aka rompan todo um <laughs> i mean i feel like more than anything i feel like more than anything that's why we decided that we had to record this because it's like i i think we both had things to get off our chest um and so for the listeners at home I, and honestly maybe we should have this conversation in spanish because uh rompan todo Okay, so lo vamos a hacer en español, you know, hope you all bilingual. Eh, um, Rompan Todo es, eh, fue, okay, es un documental eh, producido por Gustavo Santaolalla, el padrino del rock en español, me atrevería a decir, o sea, eh, productor tras muchos de los discos más famosos del rock en español uh, y definitivamente el rock latinoamericano, o sea, detrás de Los Prisioneros y Maldita Vecindad y Café Tacuba y pues varias de Argentina que al momento no me acuerdo <risa> eh, so 
Uh, este es un, es un documental de no muy importante. Los fans del rock en español obviamente son de los fans más leales, hasta, a veces hasta el punto de ser tóxicos. Uh, ya pues han, estoy seguro que, 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 que han visto mis guerras en Twitter. Um, y bueno, pues es un, es un documental muy expansivo, muy interesante, uh, pero también bastante controversial. Uh, y creo que acá... Vamos a darle, le vamos a ceder el paso al joven Babelito eh, para que se desahogue de, de, de ciertas cositas y, y obviamente yo estaré eh, metiendo la cuchara por donde sea. Tío, es que eh, eh, ese, <risa> ese hueso que le dieron a las mujeres al final fue una pinche broma. Like, I wanted to hear more. Like, we were, like, in some of the, I, I do appreciate the amount of music that they actually put in the, in the, o sea, es que, eran un chingo de bandas las que las que las que salieron aprendí de Spinetta güey desde entonces no he dejado de escuchar uh -huh. a Spinetta Almendra a todas esas uh -huh. bandas pero no, no había nada del Caribe no había nada de, uh, de afro latinos como si el rock and roll les hubiera salido por la cola güey cuando en realidad tiene una historia afroamericana y, y uh -huh. it's black music man y, y no sé al men lo único lo, la única conexión con eso fue Batis que fue la par mi parte favorita de todo el documental su comentario yeah. otra parte que no me gustó nada fue que no se habla de Violeta Parra que no se habla de uh, de Mercedes Sosa yo sé que no es rock pero la música de protesta, la nueva música latinoamericana, mm -hmm. los principios de rock en Sudamérica están completamente ligados a eso y una de las líderes, si no la líder en Sudamérica fue Violeta Parra y tampoco se habla nada de eso. No, y definitivamente, o sea, y, y el documental fue bastante liberal con sus géneros, ¿no? Porque pues eh, de Argentina estaba este León Gieco, creo que se llama, o, o Gieco, uh, que siempre que leo su nombre es León Ciego, no sé por qué. Uh, Así lo dejamos. Pero es una, ajá, pero él es un artista de folk, entonces si van a mencionarlo a él, ¿por qué no a Mercedes Sosa? En Chile, si mencionaron a este Víctor Jara, ¿cómo no mencionar? A, a, a Violeta Parra Es como, me parece ridículo, ¿sabes? Y, 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 y bueno, o sea, el argumento que tratan de hacer Es como que, bueno, que es que Víctor Jara Pues sí usaba una, empezó a usar una guitarra, una guitarra eléctrica Y que eso hizo controversia Como cuando Bob Dylan agarró la guitarra Y es como que, girl, I, know what I see what you're doing A mí no me vas a engañar Esa es otra, güey Los pinches paralelos Que en lugar de, de aumentar El talento de los artistas latinoamericanos crean diferencia y los dejan abajo. Este es el Bob Dylan de Latinoamérica. Y Ajá. eso es los Rolling Stones. Eso a mí me caga, me caga, me caga, me caga. Y el elefante, como dicen, en The Elephant in the Room, fue que muchos de los movimientos de los que se hablan en Sudamérica, por ejemplo, este, son, eh, son parte de movimientos políticos, ¿verdad? Pero toda la mierda política que está sucediendo en Sudamérica es por culpa de Estados Unidos. Entonces hay una relación súper complicada entre Estados Unidos, su música, su cultura uh -huh. y, y, y Latinoamérica, la política y la cultura. Pero no se habla de eso, se habla como si en Latinoamérica es un desorden por culpa de los latinos y, y la solución es el rock cuando no es tan sencillo así, güey, o sea, a mí me dio, ese, ese documental, este documental, junto mm. a las venas abiertas de Latinoamérica, van a ser parte del currículum de mi clase de arte contemporáneo y latinoamericano, porque oh, los wow. mismos errores, los mismos errores que, 
que se ven en ese documental son los mismos errores cuando se habla de arte latinoamericano en, en el siglo XX y me caga, güey, me caga, como si estuvieran, como si fueran dos cosas divorciadas cuando en realidad están juntas, ¿no? Sí. Uh. No, definitivamente, definitivamente hay, mo hay momentos wow, o sea, de no, el hecho de que fue contextualizado dentro de movimientos y situaciones políticas y conflictos políticos, o sea, pues el rock nace como contracultura siempre, o sea, de, no se ha mantenido vigente, ya es otro tema, uh, y ellos hasta tantito estaban así de que, bueno, sí, ya es que ya la cosa no es tan vigente, y es como que bueno, porque pues... Los, los dinosaurios, y me refiero a bandas y fans, se rehusaron a evolucionar entonces hay problema de ustedes no, 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 del, no del rock um, porque hay muy buen rock, pero pues realmente en el underground um, y, pero ajá, pero o sea pues de no, el hecho de que pues, ni siquiera un esfuerzo de pues vamos a incluir mujeres se de que no, simplemente no habían no existían, así de que la primera mujer no, no es mencionada como hasta el tercer episodio de que invitan a Juana Molina a las entrevistas, pero no hablan de Juana Molina, are you fucking serious? Es como... Eso me dio un pinche coraje, y luego cuando Santa Luaya, yo, yo, yo quería producir a una mujer, así como que gracias a Santa Luaya, que descubrió uh. fucking Colin Busing Julieta Venegas, we have no, women as the future of rock, no güey no, esa, esa fue una mierda Claro, durante... No sé, güey, para mí fue nostalgia porque el episodio 4 y 5, sí, yo las vi a todas esas bandas, güey. En Ciudad Juárez me las aventé a todas, güey, a todas, a todas. Uh -huh. Entonces hubo partes muy como melancólicas para mí. Ver bandas que ya se me había olvidado. Hablaron de Rita Guerrero y Santa Sabina, que tú sabes, ya ahí viene el nombre de Babel, Babelito y todo ese show. Pero... No sé, güey, como que nos aventaron un muy light. Y nos mandaron a la chinga Ajá, sí, fue muy así, muy light y, y de no, o sea, porque sí, o sea, definitivamente En su mayoría eran hombres blancos eh, Creo que, que cuando, cuando hablábamos de México Definitivamente sí veíamos un poquito más de color O sea, yo jamás diría que eh, La maldita vecindad, por ejemplo, son blancos uh, Igual de los saicos Igual de, pues, uh, al menos con Rubén Albarrán Yo no diría que Cafeta es tan tan blanco O sea, Rubén Rubén es raza total um, Entonces sí, es como que pues, sí, ahí, ahí sí vemos un poquito más de diversidad Whatever, pero Pero ajá, o sea, porque sí vi mucha crítica Así de que pues son puros hombres blancos Y es como que, well girl, I mean You know, al fin y al cabo sí están, le están dando los greatest hits y, y también es como, no es una crítica solamente al documental También es como que aquí nosotros como latinos y en Latinoamérica A quién es que le estamos dando las plataformas O sea, you know, prende la televisión en México Y te garantizo que no, no, no van a ser pues, personas con, con eh, rasgos indígenas que vas a ver I mean, simplemente no es la realidad Y es, exacto, esa es una realidad de las cosas Pero para poder combatir y problematizar claro. esta realidad Es decir... El rock se murió porque la música caribeña, porque la música negra, porque, o sea, hay muchas, uh -huh. hay muchos aspectos de la música caribeña y de la costa Totalmente. que desplanta, o sea, que mandaron al rock a la chingada y esas son, those are, those are black roots, right? Yeah. So, a lo mejor no recalcaste la historia de la música negra eh, a través de Latinoamérica, pero sí se debe recalcar que parte del futuro y parte del hecho yeah. que ya no hay tanto rock and roll es porque la gente se está dando cuenta y al final es la música negra la que está pegando, güey, como siempre ha sido. Yo tengo una última crítica antes de seguir adelante, Brasil, de que no mencionaras Brasil at all, o sea, donde... Donde la tropicalia literalmente es rock, es psicodelia y 
Y era totalmente parte del eje de dictaduras de, del cono sur. I mean, are you fucking serious? Exacto. Y so, no solamente eso. Es una, la Tropicalia fue como que un movimiento cultural de literatura, de poesía, uh -huh. de música, de canción. Os mutantes, güey. O sea, ¿dónde quedaron? Hello, hello. <risa> no, y, y ni no, siquiera que fue. Mucho. O sea, la Tropicalia sigue siendo ultra vigente. O sea, porque he entrevistado a muchos artistas brasileros y, y es hasta un punto de frustración de que pues es como el rock en español de que la gente jura que todavía es del 95 este en Brasil o sea juran que todavía es del 75 o sea es, es así de que me, es bandas de rock que me dicen güey o sea la neta la única manera como de trascender un poquito es que tienes que hacer un cover de Tim Maya o de you know de Gilberto Gil o de you know o de Caetano porque si no pues la gente no 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 quiere no están interesadas es como que cuando dicen ah ok, ok, bueno ya respetaste la tropicalia ahí es como que te abren la puerta más it sucks pero y, y, y desde que me dijeron eso todos los artistas grandes que me gustan casi todos tienen un artista un, un álbum tributo a un artista clásico es como que fuck entonces pero, pues, anyway, o sea, dejar, dejar, dejar a, a, a Brasil fuera de que Perú haya sido reducido solamente a los saicos, o sea, me pareció muy extraño. Pero... Y los saicos en 20 segundos, o sea, somos, somos, <risa> somos protopunk y ¡pum! Se acabó así como que ¿what? <risa> like the o most sea... influential band y ya, adiós. Bueno. Ok, back to la rocola. No, <risa> fue muy así. Bueno, um, entonces pongamos un poquito de rockcito. Este, um, te mandé... Uh, no sé por qué puse Life in the Tropics Porque esa no es la canción que vamos a escuchar um, Lo que vamos a escuchar Es una canción de cien... Ah, sí, sí es, sí es Life in the Tropics Duh. Sorry so, Life in the Tropics es eh, una canción De uh, Cien Fue Que es un artista panameño uh, Y también es el nombre del de disco que lanzó Ahorita en el 2020 um, Y me encantó, es un disco que me gusta mucho No es un disco para pensarlo demasiado Son canciones rockerosas Pero dance tienen un poquito de, de, de psych, tienen un poquito de elementos eh, electrónicos, pero es como, es nomás así como mucho, mucho bounce, mucho hook. Esta es una canción total, este es un disco totalmente para tenerlo, you know, un día que estés haciendo el asadito con la familia o que tengas un pool party o lo que sea, porque son canciones que las vas a cantar, que te van a agarrar, que las vas a disfrutar. Um, de, de, no, no es, o sea... ¿Sabes cómo? Pues ahora que estamos en el apocalipsis, todo el mundo ha decidido que vamos a escribir, you know, óperas de, 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 del apocalipsis y todo ultra político y super woke y deconstruido. Y, y like, súper bien. O sea, pues el arte debería, eh, o sea, no debería, pero el arte está hecho para ser contestatario. Pero eso como que me ha hecho reapreciar música que no es acerca de eso, música que es nomás para disfrutar. Uh, sí, es que este fue el año... Esto fue el año del reckoning, que todo el mundo así como, fuck, yeah. I'm white, fuck, I'm privileged. <risa> ¿Me explico? Entonces, y sí, mucha música. Me acuerdo que al principio de todo esto le decía a Fabi, este, a mí me emociona ver el, la música que va a salir de este año, que apenas, el año pasado, pues que la, apenas vamos a ver este año. Pero there was a lot of reckoning, so to listen to Total music like this, it's such a breather, so it's, it's great. El goce puede ser un acto revolucionario. So, Amen. Um, so, So yeah, so we're uh, Life in the Tropics. Uh, the song came out in 2019, but the album came out in 2020. Again, it was one of my favorite albums of 2020, uh, and it didn't get the love that it really deserved. Uh, run out, check it out. Again, this is Life in the Tropics by CM Fue, and we'll be right back with more uh, 2020 recalentado. Uh. 
Tire el pegote, yo la doto. No se rebota, resta que flota. Caray, que lo guati, que se bota. Por la pepita que le brota. Se moja, partita y se pegota. Fino pa' aguantarte, trote. Si me baila el son que te toque. Loca porque te la estote. Yo que todo loco porque tú la coloques. Donde se remate. Si no tienen que la tienda, ¿cómo fue? Que convoque. Claro y sin retorno, a los ojos mientras me mira tu escote Si lo más, si si te aplica salir por ahí Fumar paretica, cosa de mover, está solo rica Yo le tiro flores así se pique Sordo a los que critican, traigo la exótica Entre la genérica, con la estática del sur de América Medalla y toda su estética, toda atlética Primera técnica Chacras en línea esotérica, trópico en la genética, original sin réplica. Suena familiar, ya lo había escuchado antes. Que la calle te pone a prueba, padre, si ya sos un arrogante, reina de buena. Nada es personal, al final nada es importante, nada. No siempre el ego es necesario, ey, va. Ay, ay, ay. The song that we just heard there, I just realized we transitioned back to English. That's so funny. Um, so the song that we just heard there is uh, by Raw Means Crudo. Uh, and this song is called Fea. Uh, again, this was one of your tracks. Uh, tell us a little bit about them. Wey, este no es mi pedo. Esta no es mi área. No te manejo yo este tipo de música. But once in a while, there will be a reggaetonero that catches my attention. And uh, some friends from LA came and they put some music and I was like, wait. What the fuck is this? It's, yeah. it's so well, and you know, this guy went to high school or something with Jay Balbin, but he's the one wow. who gets like all, yeah, from Medellin, from Colombia. That's another thing about this year. This is the year where I discovered Colombian music. Um, there was so much Colombian, like I, I, Meridian Brothers were Colombia on repeat. Super out here. It's so amazing. Everything that that guy from Meridian Brothers, Elvis, um, mm -hmm produces it's golden so colombia keep coming back into my radar and um ramin scrudo also is from colombia and it's working with a lot of those hip-hop reggaeton that is happening right now but there is a sense of nostalgic music and mixing on top of mixing that makes it to me different like 
para que salte, I mean, I listen to so much of that stuff, pero para que actually catches my attention, it has to be for something. And this is the song that I heard first, so I wanted to play this song because it really, really, it was como, como la, like the first time that I heard the non-reggaeton songs of Calle 13. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. So I, I got the same feelings, you know, when I, when I heard this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, talent is talent, girl. That's just as simple as that. Um, okay, bueno, pues estamos llegando al final del show. And uh, before we go, I, uh, again, like, it's so exciting to have you here. I, I mean, this is one of those episodes that I really wish was three hours long. And, like, I got to run to the next interview and you got to run to your next class. But it is what it is. Um, but, you know, before we go, again, 2021 is just starting. Uh, again, it started intense. Uh, <laughs> and the girl, literal. Um And so I guess my question for you is, as someone who is, a, you know, a scholar, uh, what would you like to see more of in 2021? Or if you think it's all going to be all bad, well, shit, you know, like, what, what do you what do you what's your forecast for the for the incoming year? When it when it comes to music or just in general? In general, life, survival, Thunderdome. <laughs> I want to keep seeing more. I, what I want to see is that I think we know what's wrong with the fucking world. I think everybody has an idea what the fuck is happening. I think that with social media, we started to get woke, as you say, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't know why. We know that racism is bad, but we don't know why. We know that sexism is bad, but we don't know why or how. So I think getting into the root of those ideas, to me, it's not only essential in all of my classes, but in everything that I'm doing. I also have a new YouTube channel where we deconstruct the history of mestizaje. It's called Unsettling mm. Journeys. Um, and oh it's, all done, it's, all through, it's all through art. So I want to see a little bit more of that. I don't want to, I don't like this um, era of political correctness. It's annoying for the reason because it, people sometimes, there's no, there's no weight to it. You can point the moral finger at everybody, but you don't even know why and how and how you started pointing the finger at somebody. So if you're gonna point the finger, if you're gonna cancel people, if you're gonna be a dick in the internet about all of this shit, tell me how, tell me why, and fucking teach something, you know, as opposed to just like, fuck you, like I'm gonna cancel you out, mm -mm, because baby, la vida da muchas vueltas and you're gonna get mm -hmm. dizzy. So you have to be careful because ahora le toca a unos y mañana te va a tocar a ti. Así que mucho cuidado. So I want to see that. I want to see less full wokeness and more real wokeness, you know? La vida es una tómbola. Tom, 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 tómbola. I mean, thank you. You just said it exactly like what I've been feeling for so long. I, and we've talked about it. I mean, like, I, I again, I, you know, there are problems and I'm glad that we're talking about them. I just, what bothers me is, you know, this sense of morality, the sense of righteousness. And it's just like, you know, a lot of it is hypocritical. A lot of it, like, you know, like I'm, you know, like, do I know that fascists are bad? Yes. Do we, most of us know that? Yes. You know, so I'm like, I want to have conversations more about how like the people that are on allegedly my side, whatever that side is, you know, is that, that we can like have conversations about how we're fucking up, how we can do better, how, you know, some, some of us are fucking delusional. Um, and, and yes. And what, like, why, why are people fascist and how can we perform that fascism too? Because we also do it. Like, siempre nos vemos en el otro lado del renglón when we're part of the problem. If you have 
access to social media, chances are maybe. So you have to be very, 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 very careful. And again, if you're gonna preach, preach with receipts, not just bullshit. Yeah. Be be empathetic. You know, think twice before you like come for someone's wig. You know, just that's. I think that's the lesson. It's just like you can ask questions. We should all be asking questions. But when somebody asks you a question, be ready to respond. Don't just take it because again, like uh, shout out to Alex Ambanter who is a great example here. Because when I questioned one of his little preachy things, he was not ready to be questioned, and he uh, well showed his ass. Uh, check out my interview with Alex Ambanter on Remezcla. El violeto parro. <laughs> El violento parro del... Violenta parra. That's funny. That's perfect. Uh, speaking of drag names, the last question that I have to make here is, are you watching Drag Race? Nope. I'm done. Ah, you're done. done. She's, she's Speak, over it. It's speaking of wokeness when I saw RuPaul <laughs> fucking creating, like, just a fabric of, of Hollywood stars. I was like, ah, oh, el empire ya se lo tragó. Next. Mm -hmm. So, no, I'm not. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, but that's all we need to say about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, uh, again, we're wrapping up the show. Can you tell our listeners where they can follow you on social media? Uh, you know, again, Latinos uh, Who Lunch is coming to a hiatus, um, indefinite, uh, but you mentioned you have a new YouTube channel. So, again, plug all of your stuff, and obviously I will be linking to it in the show notes. So you can, um, <laughs> this is so fucking boring. Um, you can find me <laughs> in academia.edu as Emmanuel Ortega. Um, you can also find Unsettling Journeys on Instagram and also um, on YouTube, even though my Instagram is managed by one of my students. And when it comes to Latinos Who Lunch, again, it's gonna be live for a while. So Latinos Who Lunch in all platforms and Twitter and Instagram um, and, and I think that's it. So just like check it out. So and yeah, subscribe to my YouTube, man. Like my husband and I are working so fucking hard on that, and I really believe yeah. in what we're doing, and I really believe that what we're doing is the future of academia. So please, like, subscribe, like, whatever you want to do. We really, really appreciate it. Amazing, and I want to take this opportunity to shout out our iconic co-hosts, Favi Fav and Beverly Bryan, much love wherever you are, um, as well as our podcasting primexes, you know, eh, Cabronas y Chingonas, eh, The Colores Radio, Radio Menea, you know, folks that like, I, I don't know, like, I remember when uh, uh, Nos Vemos en el Swap Meet, like, you know, this Podcasterio Fest happened, and I really wanted to go, and I couldn't make it, and it's just like, these are at least people that I still am in close contact with, so, you know, sending love to the whole, you know, uh, what support, hashtag support brown podcasts, uh, community. Um, um, I want to remind you all that you can find Song Mess on your favorite pl podcasting platforms. That's uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Deezer, SoundCloud, probably Christian Mingle, um, and as well as social media. Uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Song Mess. Um, if you want to send us your new single, your new video, album, EP, whatever, songmessmusic at gmail.com. I take my time because I receive a lot of shit, but I'm happy to take a look at it, and, and I will get back to you at some point. Uh, we have an online store songmess.threadless.com um, as well as a playlist called Songmess Bops which you can find on Spotify and I update almost daily so if you want to know what's new that's she's that girl <laughs> yes <laughs> she's that girl 
Um, and again, don't don't get overwhelmed. If, if you couldn't follow all that, it's a lot of info. It'll all be linked in the show notes. Uh, we have one more song. Uh, this is by a friend of mine, someone who I've like gotten to know in Mexico City. This is a, someone who like I'm trying to bring you guys this interview as soon as I can. It's just you know pandemic pandemic said girl show slow your roll. Um, but this is Mave Frati, um, someone I love. She's an incredible cellist and avant-garde musician, uh, a, a phenomenal singer. Um, and we're going to listen to Alguien Detrás de Mi, Babelito. You brought in this song. Tell us about Mave. Tell us about the song. It's it's an essential piece of, again, of me working. And it's, I am, I love that we have a person from Guatemala training Guatemala getting famous yeah. in Mexico City it's not like I went to Europe and I had a reckoning and then came back Mm-mm. like this is a very Latin American story and she's making the most beautiful 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 music cuando la veas dile que cuando la escuché caí en un abismo de pasión and I'm still there <laughs> I will do, uh, and um, uh, this and other uh, la- uh, Latinos who lunch catchphrases like "wara wara la cuchara," which I still say today. Um, you know, you'll be able to hear it again here as well as uh, on their pod on their well, podcast, uh, which again is called Latinos Who Lunch. Everything will be linked in the show notes. Thank you so much, Babelito, for coming through. This is always so much fun whenever you drop in. Chartina, um, anytime. You're living my dream <laughs> of music journalism. To así que invítame y aquí estoy, güey. Kyle, baby, Kyle. Cuando tengas tiempo, Kyle, and we will, I will show you the world like Aladdin. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we're we're heading out, y'all. Again, this is Mave Ferrati. The track is called Alguien Detrás de Mí. Thank you so much uh, for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Bye.